0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. All right, we've hit the halfway point in the regular season in the NFL, coming off a week nine of Shockers. The Cowboys, the Saints, the Rams, the Bills, all losing in stunning upsets to leave pundits like myself with a little bit of egg on our faces. The show, regardless, is still 15-9 and nine this season, Against the spread, we went 1-2 and in Week 9, so we're looking for a little bit of redemption. I am Richard Graves, this is Graves on Gridiron, as we turn the page onto Week 10 in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Okay, well, yes, Week 9 certainly confounded the critics. There were some sensational games, and it just went to prove that on any given Sunday, literally anything can happen in the National Football League. We've looked at three more games for you as we head on into Week 10 against the line. If you are new to the show, welcome along. If you're a regular listener, great to have you back with us on Graves on Gridiron. One and two was our record from the three games last week. 15-9 and is the show's record on the season. And the first of our three games looking ahead to Week 10 features one of those teams who, quite frankly, just did not show up in Week 9. That team is the Dallas Cowboys. Down 30-0 at home to the Denver Broncos at one point last weekend. They scored 16 points in garbage time. Well, this week, they are out for a little bit of redemption themselves as well. They host the Atlanta Falcons in Arlington, Texas at AT AT&T Stadium. And there's been headlines aplenty in the Metroplex. One big headline stood out to me over the course of this week. What's going on with Dak and the Cowboys? Well, you might say it's typical of Dallas. When things are going well, they're talking about Super Bowl or bust, baby. When things are going bad, the heavens are caving in. So when I see a headline that says what's going on with Dak and the Cowboys, it's worth adding a little bit of perspective. The Cowboys are 6-2 and two on the season. Prior to last weekend, they'd reeled off five wins straight, including a road win without Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush was in as backup quarterback. As I say, on the road... In Minnesota, just seven days prior to last weekend's performance. What I will say about the Cowboys is if they needed a wake-up call, then last week's game must surely be that wake-up call. Bottom line, they stunk the joints out. They were bad on offense, bad on defense, bad on special teams. In short, they got their hineys handed to them on a silver platter by the Denver Broncos. And you've heard as much. This week from the players in any media that they've done, certainly head coach Mike McCarthy has admitted as much that they perhaps weren't as focused as they should be going into that game. And it goes to highlight that regardless of the level of opposition, if you do not go into a game absolutely zeroed in and prepared, you are going to get beaten. And the Cowboys got beaten badly last weekend. I expect a response this Sunday when they take on the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons themselves are coming off a big win on the road against NFC South rivals, uh, the New Orleans Saints. They will not be short of confidence, but expect a different Dallas Cowboys team to take the field. Expect them to be certainly better prepared. Expect them to be more focused, concise in what they do. Expect them to have a ruthless nature about them. Let's not forget, without a point being scored last Sunday, they twice were stopped in opposition territory, on fourth down. One of them, a very easily convertible field goal opportunity. I just think they were sloppy against against the Denver Broncos. They took them too lightly. I don't see that happening this week. And regardless of that result, it's worth bearing in mind the Dallas Cowboys are still the number one-ranked team in the NFL in total offence. They're still the number three-ranked team in scoring offence. And you compare that to... The Atlanta Falcons, they're giving up around 27 points a game. That ranks them 28th in the National Football League. And let's not forget, of course, as good as that victory was last week for the Falcons in New Orleans, they were just seven days removed from losing at home to the Carolina Panthers. So this is a team that you're not sure who's going to turn up on any given day. Uh, Their their offense goes through two players. Cordaro Patterson. I think I'm right in saying that last weekend in New Orleans, he racked up his second highest total in scrimmage yards, including a clutch reception late in the fourth quarter, which put the Falcons in field goal range to go ahead and win that game. Kyle Pitts, the rookie tight end, he is a major weapon for this Falcons offense. Defending against tight ends has been a problem for the Cowboys this season. If the Falcons are going to win this game, it goes through those two players. Kyle Pitts called Daryl Patterson. I think the defence is on notice for Dallas. It was by far their worst defensive performance of the season. It reinforced some of their critics' opinions that they were a a bit of a glitzy, glamorous type of of defence, making splash highlight plays, turnovers. Um, Trayvon Diggs has seven interceptions this season, none in the last two games, and notably none last week, obviously, as well as... The the Denver Broncos ultimately pretty much had their way with the Cowboys' offence. In short, no one would argue that on paper the Cowboys are a better team. They've got to prove it this weekend. It is a show-me game for the Dallas Cowboys. They have to take care of business against the Atlanta Falcons. On offence, they weren't blameless either. Far from it for the Cowboys. Basic drops from the likes of Pollard, Amari Cooper. The ball's hitting them in the chest between the numbers and they aren't able to hold it. Dak Prescott had perhaps his worst game in a Cowboys jersey last weekend. It was a perfect storm, if you like. I just don't see it happening this weekend. We talk about a team needing redemption. The Dallas Cowboys are one of those teams. The spread straight up, it has the Cowboys as nine-point favourites. The Dallas Cowboys start the game at minus nine at home to this Atlanta Falcons team. I think the oddsmakers realise that the Cowboys are a better team. I think they expect a response to that turgid performance from Dallas last weekend, and I think we're going to get it. Take the Cowboys at minus nine. Game two of three selected this week features another team seeking redemption, having a point to prove. That team comes from the AFC. It is the Buffalo Bills. They went down to the Jacksonville Jaguars and they lost last week. They were double-digit favourites going into that game. They didn't put post double digits on the board themselves. In fact, they were completely shut out by the Jags in the second quarter. It's fairly safe to say that last Sunday was truly a humbling experience if you were part of that Buffalo Bills team, that organisation, their fan base. Remember, going into this game, they were being hailed as perhaps the best team in the AFC. Certainly Super Bowl contenders from the AFC. And Josh Allen had a day. But it wasn't quarterback Josh Allen. It was defensive lineman Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He sacked quarterback Josh, Josh, Josh Allen. He forced fumbles. He had interceptions. He was everywhere. And the Buffalo Bills couldn't shake him. They were held to six points total in last week's game. Let me say that again. Six points total by the Jacksonville Jaguars. To give that some perspective, no team had scored less than 20 points when playing the Jags since the Raiders way back in December of 2019. That's nearly two years ago. 20 points as a minimum. 20 points would have won that game by double digits for the Buffalo Bills. But they couldn't score more than six Two Tyler Bass field goals was all they had to show for their efforts. And it came on the back of a performance which perhaps was overlooked a week earlier against the Miami Dolphins when the scoreline suggests the Bills won it pretty comfortably. But it was a struggle for certainly two and a half quarters of that game for the Bills before they eventually extended away from the Dolphins. And that will have been cause for concern now. Two performances, back-to-back weeks, head coach Sean McDermott and his staff We'll have looked at those and there will have been some home truths mentioned across everybody in the Bills organization over the course of this week. So you're looking for a bounce back performance. You're looking for a performance that says this is the real Buffalo Bills. And they couldn't be given a better opportunity. Sorry, fans of the New York Jets. No offense intended, but the Jets have the worst defense in football, certainly in terms of Points allowed. They're giving up around 31 points a game. This is a match made in heaven for the Buffalo Bills. If you want to get right matchup, this is it for the Bills right now. So the Bills go into it with a number eight ranked offense in terms of total offense in the NFL. They score more points than anybody else in the AFC going into this game. My message to the New York Jets is: watch out. <sighs> After their heroics against the Cincinnati Bengals a couple of weeks ago when Mike White was this unknown backup quarterback that took the NFL by storm, he didn't even last a quarter against the Indianapolis Colts last week in Thursday night football, knocked out of the game. The the Jets rather slipped to a heavy defeat. Uh, And now they face a Buffalo Bills side, a divisional clash, Bills with a chip on their shoulder, albeit they're going into MetLife Stadium this is one where I really fancy the Buffalo Bills to prove their point. It's a get-right game. We talk, spoke about Dallas having to have a get-right game in the first matchup we took. All that applies to the Buffalo Bills going into this game against the the New York Jets this week. We mentioned there were double-digit favourites going into Jacksonville and lost. Well, it's my belief that Sean McDermott has this team completely focused this time around. There are no room, there's no room for slip-ups, and it's unfortunate for the Jets that they stand in their way. The line is set with the Buffalo Bills as 12-point favourites, minus 12, the line for the Bills going into this game. I think they cover it, and then some. The Jets are a team very much in transition this season. They're struggling. Backup quarterback Mike White gets to start again this weekend. It remains to be seen how long he lasts this time around. But I think that win they had against the Cincinnati Bengals was a one-week wonder. I think the real Buffalo Bills turn up this week. They get the job done. They take care of business. Take the Bills at minus 12. Graves on Gridiron. And our final game of three, heading into Week 10, sees the Cleveland Browns go to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. And it's my belief this could end up being a sneaky good game. We're going to look at the, the line for total points going into this game. It is set at 45.5 points for the game. I'm going to go the under with this. And I'm going to explain why. It might end up actually being one of the games of the week. Um, we all know about the Odell Beckham Jr. saga out of Cleveland. Free Odell. Well, he got his wish on Monday, put onto um, waivers ultimately. And as of the time of recording this podcast, he still hasn't been picked up. It is rumoured that the New England Patriots are heavily interested in trying to acquire the services of Odell Beckham Jr. If that was to happen and he was able to suit up in time for game day this weekend, that would be an interesting different aspect to this game. Equally, the Patriots are a team on the upper as well right now. They've had a good win on the road against the Chargers. They backed that up by taking care of the Carolina Panthers Uh, This last weekend as well. And then you look on the other side of the coin with the Cleveland Browns. They lose Odell Beckham Jr. All these questions are being asked. What will that mean for their offense? Well, they ride on into Cincinnati and they take care of the Bengals. Handily, Baker Mayfield having one of his best games at quarterback in a Cleveland Browns jersey. Nick Chubb, sensational running the ball as well last weekend. But here's the kicker now for the Cleveland Browns. They've been struck with a COVID outbreak. Nick Chubb is one of those that's had to go into the COVID protocol. He is a vaccinated player. There is a chance that he could play on Sunday. I think the Cleveland Browns have to prepare as if he's not going to be available for them. Their running back room has been decimated by this outbreak. They're left with just one running back, healthy and available as of time of recording this podcast right now, that is Dearness Johnson, who's had one start this season and proved more than capable, uh, filling in as a role of starting running back when he racked up 146 yards on the ground and a touchdown in the win over the Denver Broncos. However, this is the New England Patriots we're talking about. Bill Belichick. What's the one thing he does well? It's he schemes a defence to take away the one thing the opposing offence is good at. And for Cleveland, their offence starts, and to a large degree finishes, with the running game. They run the ball well, their offence goes well, taking nothing away from Baker Mayfield. He more than showed last week that he's capable of flinging that ball around and making plays. They've got Jarvis Landry, they've got Donovan Peoples-Jones amongst their receiving core. But the running game is key to everything that the Browns do Offensively, So I think we can expect to see Bill Belichick zero in on that and try and take it away and say, "Okay, if you're going to beat us, Cleveland, I want to see Baker Mayfield do it on his arm. They do have Matt Judon as well, the linebacker they acquired from free agency. You may recall I mentioned him earlier this season on one of the podcasts. He is now third in the NFL with nine sacks this season. I think Baker Mayfield can expect to see a fair bit of Matthew Judon on Sunday's game. Flip that on its head, though. The Cleveland Browns defense is back, folks. Finally, largely fit and healthy last weekend. They lived in the Bengals' backfield. Miles Jack, sorry, Miles Garrett, not Miles Jack. Miles Garrett is the NFL's leader in sacks for the Cleveland Browns this season. He has 12, leads everybody in the National Football League. Look, these two defenses are scarily good right now. Let me give you some numbers. Over the last three games, New England's defence has given up 43 points combined, total. Equally Cleveland, scarily good. Over the last three games, given up 45 points, total. Do not expect this to be a high-scoring affair. Regardless of who's out there on the field in, uh, for the Cleveland Browns running backs on Sunday, do not expect this to be a high-scoring affair. I think we see Myles Garrett and Matt Judon both get home and add to their sack total. I think it ends up being a defensive arm wrestle between these two teams. 45.5 points seems a little high to me. Take the under. Look at the way the two defences have been playing this season. Over the last three games, the two teams combined have given up 98 points. 45 points given up by Cleveland. 43 points by New England. The line total for this game is 45 and a half. Expect it to be a low scoring affair. Take the under on total points at 45 and a half. Under 45 and a half points for this game. Okay, so just to recap then the three games that we've selected going into week 10 of the NFL's regular season. First up, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Atlanta Falcons. Take the Cowboys at minus nine. Then on to New York, when the New York Jets host the Buffalo Bills. The Bills coming off a stinging loss at the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. They start this game as 12-point favourites, take the Bills at minus 12. And then in Game 3, the Cleveland Browns going up to Boston to take on the New England Patriots. The total points line for this game is 45.5. Take under, under 45.5 points total for this game. Remember, if you want to read our thoughts behind these picks, you can go to www.gravesongridiron.com and you'll find the blog there entitled Over the Odds, looking at three games picked for Week 10. Or you can hit me up on Twitter as well, at RichardGraves1. I've been your host, Richard Graves. It's been a great blast as always. Good luck with this weekend. Remember, first and foremost, it is fun. But we want to win them all. We want to improve on that fifteen and nine record for the season. We want to go three and zero in week ten. But for now, it's goodbye. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts, and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves one. That's Richard Graves, the number one sports social podcast network.